win, 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 win. You know, it, it just, it, it feels good. It does good. It is good. for episode number 38 <laughs> of the Promo Upfront podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Bill Petrie. With me as always, the private of Pfizer, the major of Moderna, the general of Johnson & Johnson, the Viking of the vaccine, the one and only Kirby Hossaman. Kirby, how the microchip are you? <laughs> you know what I'm doing? I'm doing well. I'm really excited. I, As you alluded to, today was uh, the first, I got the first uh, vaccine, the, the Pfizer vaccine. And I, again, I've been... Uh, pretty clear about my stance on this is whatever the healthcare professionals tell me to do, that's what I want to do. And you tell me what I need to do to get back to some semblance of normal and I'm in. So I was super excited to get my first vaccine today. How about you, buddy? I'm doing great. Uh, glad to hear that. I got my first microchip embedded, a, <laughs> Pfizer, a Pfizer one as well. Yeah. Last Friday, so you're about five days behind me. So that'll be that'll be very interesting when when we compare how that goes. Again, like you, I think it's kind of at this point a civic duty to do it. Yeah, totally. Um, but uh, you know, happy to have it done. Happy that we have the opportunity to have it done. I don't think any of us uh, thought it would uh, get here this quickly. But you know, there's a lot, something else people don't think of often enough. Do you know what that is, Kirby? What's that, Bill? Thank you for knowing to ask. That'd be our good pals over at Promo Pulse. You know, as many of us wake up every morning and we use that app, the first thing we do, there's not enough of them. There's just not enough. It's just not <laughs> enough. And here's the thing. It's not like there's limited inventory. You can scroll. Anybody, any number of people can scroll that thing. Yeah. So I would ask each one of you who don't use the Promo Pulse app, I'm going to ask you directly. I'm looking right in the camera if you're watching on video. <laughs> Where are you getting your ideas, inspiration, and information? If it's not promo pulse, you're promoing wrong. That's right, <laughs> promoing wrong. Because all you have to do is download that app. It's free, Kirby. We all know it's free. It's easy to use. It's your one-stop shop for everything in the promotional products industry. Kirby, you use it every day. What is your favorite feature about the promo pulse app? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great question. I think that my favorite feature tends to depend on where I'm at, right? But most of the time, I would say that, you know, I have kind of signed up for who I want to follow on there. So it is the place where I get the thought leaders, the content, and then yes, specials and that sort of thing as well. But it's the place where I go to to, to find the industry content that I love to follow. So for me, most of the time, that's what it is. That being said, if I'm looking for something, especially like if I'm actually in my car occasionally and actually going to see a client, it's great to be able to go to some of my favorite suppliers and check out what they have to offer as well. Absolutely. And there's so many things and it's a real flexible app. Normally yeah. I am flexible, get it? <laughs> that was great. That was really um, but it's really a flexible app. It has every single thing you'd want to see on there. And I think we talked about this last time, you know, that distributor companies can have their own private group in the promo, promo Pulse app and get those embeddable web feeds of content from their preferred suppliers. A lot of companies are using it. I think you might have hopped on board at this point, Kirby. Super But cool. trailblazing organizations like Hossman Marketing, Facilis Group, American Solutions for Business, AIM, Halo, and a number of regionals have jumped right on board because it's incredible. So, if you want to learn more about that, head to promopulse.io slash promopulsegroups. 
Uh, that's it, really. You don't have to do anything after the slash. <laughs> but if you haven't downloaded the app, you need to go to your local app store and do that right away. I love it. Yeah. And again, it is literally, we, we've talked about this before, but it's just a no brainer. So jump mm -hmm. in there. It's free and then customize it for yourself. You'll be, you won't be yeah. sorry you did. Absolutely. To, to paraphrase uh, Bluto and Animal House, download the app. Don't cost nothing. <laughs> All right. It. I have the promo up front uh, topic this week. Yep. And I don't, we, we don't talk about this enough. And this is really going to make our friend Jeff Jacobs happy, okay. I think. We're going to talk about Swag Cycle. Remember okay. Swag Cycle? So Swag Cycle was a brainchild of the Grossman Marketing Group. Um, they they uh, began it in August of 2019. And what it does, it allows companies to repurpose their unwanted or unused branded products. So things that are obsolete, maybe the logo's old or it's an event that's already passed, things like that. And I, I don't know if you know this. Between their inception of August in 2019 to December 31st, 2020, so the end of last year, so about 16 months, they engaged with 21 different companies in 13 states and two continents. They kept over 60,000 products out of a landfill mm. and it yielded over 168, let's call it $170,000 in charitable contributions. And there's wow. one great example, a pharmaceutical company donated 1,000 individually wrapped toothbrushes to mm. Project Search, uh, which provides dental services to children in need. And, and one of the things that uh, they talked about is that the pandemic actually created opportunities for Swag Cycle because so many events were canceled. Right, right. Things like that. What a wonderful example of being intentional, walking the walk by doing the right thing. And I think it's the best promo news I've heard in a while. I, I think it's mm. just a wonderful thing. And I kind of wanted to ask you, how can we be more intentional as an industry so we're not contributing to what Danny Rosen, our good friend over at Brandfuel, would call brand fill, those unwanted promotional products. Yeah, no, I, it's funny. Yes, it, it's, as you were talking about, I'm like, it sounds familiar. And, and, and uh, but to be candid, it had left my top of mind category. Um, and it's really thin, uh, the top of mind right now. But the, the more you talk about, the more I'm like, oh my God, the thing I love about it is it does solve a real challenge that almost all brands have and certainly promotional products distributors had when jade uh, not to bring it back to us but when yeah. jade uh did the clothing drive one of the things i found is that people in our industry were willing to donate clothes and often they were misprinted or whatever but it gave a productive way to donate and get things that otherwise might have been pitched or whatever right. into the hands of people who could use it and i will tell you whenever you get to do that win, 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 win. You know, it, it just, it, it feels good. It does good. It is good. And so, uh, yeah, no, that's a, that's a really cool thing. What I would say is we need to, um, you know, as, as you kind of said, continue this conversation. So it does continue to be top of mind for those of us on the distributor and supplier side to say, okay, oh, that's right. I've got this, uh, this corner of things. Where can I do that? What can I do with it? That is a positive and productive thing. Right. Well, and here's the thing. I don't think you have to be swag cycle to actually implement this in your own organization. Right. As you're communicating clients, you can let them know if you have unused things or if you change your logo and you've got un unused products, I'd love to take those and redistribute those to people in our community with needs. I love that. Uh, I think that would be a great idea. That's a great start. And I think the other thing is if we think about the long-term impact of what we sell, make sure that we're not just uh, kind of 
kowtowing to what the client always wants because very rarely does a client really have a clear idea what they want and if they do have a clear idea it's usually not the best marketing vehicle for them to begin with. <laughs> right, right, right. So that's why they hire you or any other distributor of, of, uh, of great intellect and great creativity. So think about the long-term impact of, of what you're selling. You know, you want to make sure that the, the promo that your clients are giving away or however they're distributing it are kept and they're used. Yeah. Um, the last thing you want to do is contribute to that, the, the landfill, the brand fill, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Love it. That's a good, that's a good topic. And I'm yeah. kudos, kudos to the swag cycle folks. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's well done. And, and again, we talk about this a lot, the idea of folks who lead the way and then inspire the rest of us to follow. And, and that's a great example of that. Well, and if I make, you know, one of the things you and I talk about is change starts with me. So it's wonderful yeah. to see here in wax poetic of what the grossman marketing group is doing with swag cycle. But again, I don't think there's any reason that any distributor and supplier for that matter can't really do the same thing, maybe on a smaller scale. They don't have to coordinate it you know, nationally, but they can do the same type of thing and have really, really strong positive impact in their local communities. So I, I love the, I love cool. the story. Yeah, that's All awesome. Right, Kirby, what, what do you got? All right. This might be a quick one. Um, so, you know, you and I both just said that we got the vaccine and mm-hmm. I think both of us are excited for that to kind of uh, get out there so that we can get back to some semblance of normal. Mm-hmm. I was surprised. I, one of my clients, one of my bigger clients, as it, it, we, we certainly did business with them last year, but they had signed up for a sales meeting that was going to happen in June. And I think both the marketing contact and I were like, yeah, that should, we should be good by then. Most people will be vaccinated. Um, obviously it was the, the, it was on the calendar and was going to happen. And uh, so we'd come up with ideas and all that sort of thing. And we're heading down the road and they kept pushing back going, I just want to make sure, going to make sure. And last week they found out that the event was canceled. And I don't know, it probably shouldn't have stunned me, but it absolutely did. I'm like, if not June, then when? When when is the day that you're going to be like, oh, okay, now uh, this Tuesday, uh, July the 3rd, we're good or whatever. Like, there is a point at which I think we have to, as a, as a country, as whatever, to go, okay, we have to move forward. We have to do it safely. Maybe you still have the event and you mask up and hand sanitize and whatever. But the idea that you cancel an event in, in June of 2021, after people are starting to roll it out, I was stunned by that. Am I totally off my rocker? Yes. I, I, sadly, I think you are. I'm actually going to push back a little bit. I understand where your head's at. I do. But I still think we're in that very awkward, uncomfortable stage. We don't know what it's going to be, right? We we have trailed Europe in every way with this whole pandemic. And you see Europe now starting to have problems with the variants and they have the vaccines as well. So I think you still have to err on the side of just in case right now. At some point you have to err on the let's be bold and move forward. I don't think we're there yet. So I think we're kind of right at that tipping point though, where I do understand companies saying, you know, uh, damn the torpedoes full speed ahead. We're having a live event, Mm -hmm. but I also understand organizations that say, you know what? I don't know if, if we're ready yet or our target audience is ready. I mean, PPAI has already announced spark women's leadership conference and product safety is all virtual. And that's, that's in the same, you know, that's in, uh, June, July, and August. So um, I still think we're in that weird area where 
again, if, if someone's going to put a gun to my head, I'd probably err on the side of caution still. But I think we're just, like I said, an inch close, like this close. I'm holding my two fingers super close together where I think either, either way makes sense, but it has to make sense for that organization. It has to make sense logistically for their target audience. And, and I, I, so I'm pushing back. No, that's, and I, I appreciate your, you, you, always when we, we do this, dude, I, I would say, and I do understand what you're saying. I'm saying June, July, August. Yeah. Like people are so hungry to get back to some semblance of normal. And I get Absolutely. what you're saying that we have to err on the side of caution. At some point, it needs to be an individual's choice about whether they want to come. I agree. It's, it was somebody's individual choice at that organization to pull the plug on it. Yeah. So but, let me well, and it also has stuff. to do with where it's at, what okay. state it's in. And no question. Yeah. No question. Yep. Let me ask you this. If um, uh, I've had a great question. Oh, I know what it was. Uh, let me ask you if you were going, I think what did it bother you so much because you had pushed back and are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? And they're like, yes, yes, yes. And all of a sudden it's a no. Mm -hmm. Is that what got you kind of frustrated with the situation? No, I, I, I and again, I, I, I said, I probably shouldn't have been stunned, but I was like, okay, cool. Well, at, this, at this point, we know that the vaccine's been rolled out. We, we know that people have done live in-person events. Yeah. We've done them. Were they right. smaller? Were they different? Yes. But at some point, you got like there, we have to be able to go, yeah, we're going to yeah. do it. I, I'm telling we, you, I'm out on virtual shit. I'm out. Like, I get it. And, and so if you tell me that, uh, I wouldn't have been been invited to Spark. I'm too old. But the yep. but uh, any any of those things. If you're telling me that we're doing it virtually, I'm out. I'm out. I'm not doing anything but an in-person event at this point. We are also living in an era and in a society where we're scared to make a decision <laughs> for the for the for the you know possibility we would be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah I agree. And I so, actually think that's okay. a, that's actually a great point. So maybe that's the better point. Is again, if if you're if I, it's a 50-50 shot. I'm going to err on, I don't Not really getting want to yelled stand at. up there. Yeah. I don't want to get, I don't want, I don't want to stand there and get the finger pointed at me. I do think we're close to that tipping point though, where it's going to make sense for people to say, you know what, full speed ahead. Let's do this. I think that's a great topic, Kirby. I think it really is. Cool. All right. Thanks, man. All right. I don't know how quick this one will be. Um, so I don't know if you saw this just came out hot off the presses. In fact, so hot, I can barely hold the paper wow. that I'm using as my notes. But before I get into this, it's so hot. I'm going to make it, I got to cool it down. <laughs> okay. I got to cool it down. It's too hot for right now. Okay. But you know what I wanted? I, 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 what should we do to fill the time, Kirby? Do you have an idea? Uh, promo? Hey, do you have a promotional product you'd like to show everybody? That would be great. That oh, would, that be, would great. be awesome because we love promotional products. Kirby, what is your promotional product of the week? Yeah. So this was actually one of the, the products that when we did uh, an in-person event uh, for OPA, um, Kyle McGovern is a multi-line rep and one of his is web company. And he showed this to me. This was one of the things I was like, oh my gosh, this is timely. It's uh, cost effective. It's actually called paper soap. I don't know how well you can see this. It's a little container. Yeah, it almost looks like a mini, it almost looks like for people on radio only, it almost looks like a mini mouse pad yeah. or a mouse, I'm sorry, mini mouse. And it has individual sheets of soap. I've seen soap. those, it was very almost, cool. Probably it reminds about, me of, remember when we used to have the the uh, things that you put in your mouth, like uh, uh, breath fresheners or yeah, yeah. whatever. So it's kind of like that, but essentially you have then soap on the go. We've all been to a bathroom where they didn't have soap. This will be something that you could actually still wash your hands with. And I think it's timely. I think it's appropriate. 
And so I think this, and it's like a dollar, dollar 10, well, something like that. So really cool great, product from Web. great packaging. It fit right in your backpack, right in your purse. Yep. Uh, great little area there for imprint. So really cool stuff there. Awesome. Okay. 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 This Hopefully is cool. it's cooled off. This is cooled off enough. I can handle it now. Okay, cool. So I don't know if you heard about this. Lori Bauer mm, yeah. is joining I Promote You. So if you don't know Lori Bauer, she's vice president of sales. Oh, well, she was vice president of sales at uh, a BIC, which I believe is now called Koozie. We've had that conversation and we're not having it again. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's a big move. She's been there for over 22 years wow. and has really risen up through the ranks. So I wanted to ask you, I'm seeing a trend sort of, of people who are very high up at suppliers mm-hmm. going to large distributors and handling vendor relations. And it started with Dane Zezzo mm-hmm. when uh, he left Imagine Brands to go to American Solutions for Business. And so, um, A, do you see this as a trend? B, smart uh, move by the distributors or not? What say you, Hassaman? Yeah. So I, I, it's funny because I hadn't, as soon as you said, I've noticed this as a trend, I'm like, yeah, now that you say it out loud, I totally see it. Um, because I've, it, it isn't just those two. It's been a couple other folks as well. And um, so here again, I, I don't know. I've not lived on the supplier side, so I don't want to speak out of turn. But my f- initial reaction is, yes, I think it's a very smart move. I think it's a totally different lifestyle. I think it's, it is a, um, a, an opportunity for them to use a great deal, a, essentially a lifetime career of experience on one side of the business, use it on the other side of the business to, in in the little bit limited experience, I understand the benefit of both parties, right? Like, yeah. because they can look at it and go, I know that the, the, the vendors would like this and that would, they could do this efficiently and they won't like this. And you know what I mean? Like they could, plus the relationships and things. So and I think for many people, it probably is a lot less travel, yeah. uh, you know, and, and a, you know, a little bit, I, I can't speak to stress because again, every organization sure. culture is different, but my overall first impression would be, yeah, I think it's a good move for different people. And yeah, I do see it as a trend. Yeah, I think it's a great move for, for suppliers. I think it's very smart for them to, um, when they have those opportunities to bring in people from the distributor world, it really, it really helps solidify the supply chain a little bit mm. in the way we go to market. And then I also think, like you said, very, very uh, adroitly, it really helps uh, the distributor side to really understand the supplier side yeah. and hopefully over time come together. I, I don't see the, the uh, animosity and friction we used to between distributors and suppliers. You'd see it occasionally, but not, not on the grand scale we used to. So I think it's a, I think it's a smart move and we wish Lori, all yeah. the best. She'll probably do a great job there. I guarantee sure she will. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Okay. Um, I'll give, I got one more. Is that okay? And then, then we'll jump into the game if that's all right. We, we will jump. Okay, cool. So this is something, you know, we hear about uh, the term imposter syndrome a lot, mm-hmm. right? Like it's just something that, and for a long time, um, you know, like, I don't know, it's, I always call it like, it's just the voice in your head. Mm-hmm. Um but I wonder, as, as folks, you and I have been doing content, we've been in leadership positions in organizations for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, do you still struggle with imposter stri- uh, syndrome? And if so, how often? Um, only every day. Only every day. I do. Um, I, I, I think, you know, when I've had this conversation with others, and this is back when Eddie Van Halen was, was mm-hmm. alive, 
But I used to say, I guarantee you, before he gets on stage every night, he thinks, gosh, I'm not that good. Mm. I'm not that good. And I think we all have that little voice in our head that tells us we're not good enough. We're not, we're not going to perform highly enough. Maybe we've built ourselves up too much and we're going to fail in front of everybody. Sure. I still feel that way every time uh, I, I publish a blog, every time this podcast goes out, every time the podcast I do with Kelsey goes out, sure. every time any of those things. Um, so yeah, it's a very real thing. And it's not it's not self-deprecating and it's not lack of, of confidence. It's just the moment you're putting yourself out for the world to judge you. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, you and I do a lot of social media and we're both, I think, smart enough not to chase likes and comments, mm-hmm. but I'm also human. Right. And sometimes you put content out there and you think, Oh, did nobody like that or <laughs> well, what's going on. So totally. I, I do. I think that's just part of the human condition. I think the more important thing is how you react to it. Do you let it defeat you or do you push through it and say, you know what? I'm okay. I've made peace with, I like this piece or this article that I wrote. And if other people don't like it or don't read it. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, you know, I think I, I bring it up just because um, I have, I, I sort of have varying things. And it's, it's kind of like you said, I think the voice is always sort of there, but there are times when it's much, 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 much louder. No question. And so I'm working on a project a little, and you know about it behind the scenes kind of thing, but it's gotten really loud during that, like louder than I can remember it in a long time. And, Mm -hmm. and it's, it it is, it's nice to have a reminder that we all have it. Um, And and it, it occurs to me that when I hit that, I find that when I just lean into taking action and not, you know, trying to take my eyes off that and just going, so here's what I'm going to do the next right thing. Um, it helps me a ton. Um, so that's what helps me. I don't know about you. Yeah. I, I think it, it, that, that, that does help me. The other thing is there's a difference and it really is an inward discussion with yourself, mm. understanding the difference between the little voice that says, don't do it. It's not, you know, you're not good enough. People right. won't like it. And the voice that's saying, that's not ready to go yet. You need right. to fix this. You need to fix that. This is not ready for prime time. And, and oftentimes those voices sound very similar. And <laughs> yeah, so it's, sure do. <laughs> it, it's really understanding is this, I'm just kind of scared to throw myself out there because that's one of the voices, right? That's what you distill down to. Or the other voice, which is your gut check of, this isn't ready yet. You need to work on this longer. And you know that's what you or me or anybody else, you have to have that conversation, figure out which one it is. Yeah. And I'd say most of us within a 95% degree of accuracy are probably right when we figure out which voice that is. Yeah, yeah. Because it, 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 I think, and again, I think you'll agree with me, the challenge with the latter is it's not ready for prime time is that can easily lead into perfectionism. And so, I agree. so that's the, but that's which, the which, balance, right? Right. And we both know perfection doesn't exist. You right. and I've talked about it. Good enough. Isn't, isn't, is mediocre. Perfection doesn't exist. You need to live between good enough and perfection. That's where things yeah. get done. That's right. where progress is made and innovation happens. I, I do understand exactly what you're saying. It's chasing perfection is wrong, but making sure it's something you're proud of isn't right i like it cool awesome right. is it game time kirby if if you're ready i'm ready oh kirby i am so ready i had to wear two shirts and a hat today that's how ready i am <laughs> i am so ready for this game i don't know what it is hit me with your best shot as pat benatar might sing okay 
All right, so this is, uh, again, I, trying to be fairly creative here, but so one of the things that we have talked about is uh, Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai is the reboot of Karate Kid, right? Karate Kid was an uh, what eighties nineties movie, right? Uh, it was it was a series of movies starring yes, but, uh, Ralph Macchio and Pat Morita and yep. uh, many other people. Yes, many other people. So so I thought what might be interesting is to explore okay. other eighties and nineties movies that right. you'd like to see a reboot on Netflix or another platform. So I'm okay, going to give so you the you movie. Uh -huh. And then you tell me, yes, no, hell no. Okay. And, and is this a continuation of the story? Yeah, or I think so. A reach, a, a, when you say reboot, is that, it's not starting over again and just doing the same story. Which is it? That's a great question. Because the, the one thing I would say is, that one of the things that's unique about Cobra Kai is that they yeah. brought every, like it, it is yeah, the it's original a continuation. Cast. It's yeah. them 30 years later. So, so is, it, is it these, these people 20 or 30 years later, or is it starting it over again? It, it, I think almost for, because that's so unique with the the, the age yeah. gap, that's yep. going to be really hard. So I'm going to say Got if it. they can continuation, great. But for the most part, it's going to be a reboot. I will stop asking clarifying questions. No, but I that's that's a great question. question. I hadn't thought of it that way. All right. Okay. So it's yes, no, or no way. Yeah. And, and I will not give any extra thing. In no, no. Bring, bring me your explanation. I love it. All right. Okay. Yes, ready? No or no way. I'm writing this down because I always forget. What <laughs> okay. All right, Kirby. So these are, these are 80s, to 80s or 90s movies that you may or may not want to see rebooted as a series. Okay. Young Guns. Hell yeah. I actually really <laughs> like Young Guns. Uh, Sheriff, Sheriff Pepin, Billy the Kid. I'm yeah. all in. Yeah, I'm all I, in. I, I actually that was one of the ones that I'd actually like to see because they I thought they did those movies really well. And yeah. and there's so many stories of Billy the Kid. I think you could yeah. build it. Okay. I, I'd rather not have uh, John Bon Jovi do uh, a reboot of his song with his weird veneers right now. That would creep me out. So. Okay, fair enough. So Young Guns is a yes. Yes. 16 Candles. Absolutely not. Uh, that is a classic. Don't touch it. Farmer Ted, you know, that, that needs to stay as is. I think it's, it's so deliciously eighties. I don't really know. Leave it alone. Leave it alone, buddy. I'm actually with you on that one too. Crocodile Dundee. Eh, <laughs> I, I mean, who, I mean, I mean, other than the, that's not a knife. This is a knife. I mean, who cares? Um, I, I think okay, fine. I get I sure why not? Who cares? It'd probably be a little fun romp through Sydney or whatever. Sure. Okay. Why not? Okay. So that's I'm gonna go with no because it's hell yes or no, right? No. Okay. okay. Roadhouse. Ooh, that's a tough <laughs> one. I'm gonna have to say no because that's such a delicious classic. And nobody, and I mean nobody <laughs> is gonna play Dalton like Patrick Swayze did. Yeah. I you know like what, it. Kirby? Let me tell you something. Be nice till it's time not to be nice. How will we know? You'll know. I'll let you know. You'll yeah. All right. Ready? Yep. Lethal weapon. No. Okay. Leave it alone. I, 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 there were like, I think there were 27 of those movies. Yeah, that was kind last... of my thought. I felt, I felt like they ran that one. Yeah, once agree. you get Joe Pesci involved in that type of movie, I think you're out. Well, my big thing about the Lethal Weapon movies is that you ever notice if you, if you like, I actually like those movies when they came out. Yeah. Mel Gibson, who was supposed to be a, the Lethal Weapon, he was always getting his ass kicked, like literally. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, all right. 
My Cousin Vinny. Never seen it. Don't know. Kirby just died. I just <laughs> killed Kirby right here on camera. No, I've never seen My Cousin Vinny. Oh, my God. Okay, you do need to go see that. That's pretty good. That's pretty so good. I'd say redo it, so I'll go see it. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. not going to go okay. see some see some 30-year-old movie. All right, so four, we got four left. You're doing great. Okay. Um, but you should see My Cousin Vinny. That's, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Conan the Barbarian. No, absolutely not. No, 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 never, 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 no, 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 no. Arnold Schwarzenegger is Conan the Barbarian, period, end of discussion. Thank you for playing. Okay, I'm actually with you on that one too. Okay, here's one. Beverly Hills Cop. Terminator. Oh, Beverly Hills Cop. Okay. Um, I'm going to say, yeah, go ahead and do it. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. I kind of think on that one. Yeah, I kind of figured you'd you'd be a no on that one. All right. Somebody put a banana in the tailpipe. (laughs) That was one that, that like one and two were both terrific. Yeah. Three was horrific. It was, it was the most amazing drop off. Beverly Hills Cop 3 was just bad. They made a third one. (laughs) Yeah. No. (laughs) Okay. Two more. Yep. This one's interesting. Revenge of the Nerds. I'm going to go ahead and say, yeah, that was a bad movie. And I think somebody else could do it better. Yeah. I just so. think there's, there's a ton of storylines there. Like, yeah, I, th- I, I think, I, so. I think you, I think that would be fun. I think go last one. Caddyshack. Ooh, no, I think you got to leave that one alone. Um, mainly because of the greatness of Ted Knight, who played judge Smales, who is no longer uh, walking the earth. No, I, I say you got to leave Caddyshack alone. It's not something you want to just pick up and redo, but here's something you do want to pick up, Kirby. You want to pick up your phone and scroll through that promo pulse app and you want to do it every single day. You don't want to skip a day. Mm. That's foolish. If you commit to working out, you work out every day. You commit to promo pulse, you scroll every day. And if you don't scroll every day, get the app anyway but start considering to scroll every day because that would be smart because that's where you get your ideas inspiration and your information all in one fantastic little app we all have it uh, on our phones it's one of the first things i check every morning when i get up in the morning and it's so great and we talked about how they have the distributor companies can have their own private groups within the promo pulse app and get an embeddable web feed of content for their preferred suppliers you want to learn more you want to be like Hassman marketing you want to be more like Vasilis group <laughs> Uh, American Solutions for Business, AIM, HALO, and, and a lot of the leading regionals. You want to be more like them? Yeah, you do. I'll answer the question for you. I don't even need you to answer it. Head over to www.promopulse.io slash groups. You're not going to be sorry you did. Not at all. That's right.